Welcome to another Matrix Care podcast from the software leaders for out-of-hospital and long-term care providers. Matrix Care is dedicated to sharing knowledge and building awareness among providers across the spectrum, from home care to skilled nursing to senior living, life plan communities, home health and hospice, and private duty as well. My name is Dr. Vore. As Director of Enterprise Interoperability at Matrix Care, I'm honored to be the host for today's session, Telehealth in a Land of COVID-19. We're going to listen in on a conversation between Naveen Gupta, Vice President of Home Care Solutions for Matrix Care, with his special guest, Sadeep Pisapati, who is Director of Strategy at Health Recovery Solutions. Naveen, the microphone is yours. Thank you, Doc. Uh, again, appreciate you making time and hosting us today. Um, telehealth has recently been thrusted to the forefront of healthcare, and specifically as a way to avoid uh, just really person-to-person contact during this pandemic. Uh, and despite uh, really a lack of direct reimbursement from Medicare, home health, and hospice companies are beginning to provide services. Uh, we're beginning to see that grow even within our base. Um, hospitals are having to make decisions in terms of which patients to keep and which patients to discharge. Um, as they struggle with uh, the number of beds that they have available. Uh, There's been a number of uh, releases from the U.S. Centers for Medicaid and Medicaid, um, really providing instructions and flexibilities around the use of telehealth within various care settings. So with that, I am really excited, Sudeep, to have you on this podcast. Welcome. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes, Sadeep, I want to just begin, you know, very often uh, we we like to talk about origin stories. And um, just looking over your profile, you describe yourself just passionate about looking at business and technology and bridging that. And with an emphasis on customer focus slash customer experience, uh, help us uh, just get to know you a little bit better, Sadeep. I know you serve as the Director of Strategy at HRS share with us a little bit about your background and your journey. Absolutely. Thank you so much again. Uh, I'd say, you know, really from my side, I've always been extremely passionate about bringing together both technology and the healthcare world in particular. Uh, I've spent my entire work and in, in my career since I remember in healthcare initially began working more so on the research side. I've really evolved, uh, you know, entrepreneurially as well as professionally, you know, bringing my passions over to health recovery solutions, having been with, with your organization now you know, nearly four years, I've served in multiple different roles within the organization as it pertains to our mission of really delivering the highest level of patient care. And so that was initially beginning in operations, working with our product management team, and then scaling that, and now really looking at, from a business perspective, how are we able to really bring our missions out to all the home health agencies and the health systems that we're working with and really making an impact on their lives. Yeah, that's, that's excellent, Sadeep. You've got, you got a really good background. Uh, you know, as I was looking through, uh, clearly you're, uh, you know, just having the skill sets to be able to really drive. And then the mission, right, really being fueled by that mission there. Uh, your, your organization is a remarkable organization. Um, you know, I'd love for our audience just hear a little bit about that story. Uh, you know, 
what I understand, you founded you know, less than eight years ago. Uh, you are a class winner. HRS is a class winner in the remote patient monitoring space. Uh, tell us a little bit about just the sort of the, the evolution of HRS, uh, the origin of it, and uh, you know, broadly an overview of what you really offer. Absolutely. And so our organization uh, was really co-founded by our three co-founders, both Jared Bauer, Dan Priest, and Rohan Udeshi. Uh, initially, when Jared's grandmother did not have the caregiver support and a support network around her in order to be engaged in both the management of, of her disease at that time, she mm-hmm. ended up back in the hospital, unfortunately, multiple times. So what we had seen was when both Jared and, and his mother were really engaged in both the caretaking as well as the monitoring of his grandmother, she was both in good spirits as well as had better outcomes. And really bringing that spirit and that mission at the time, Jarrett was, was doing his MBA at Johns Hopkins, and HRS had entered into the business planning competition, and that was really the beginning of the foundations of health recovery solutions. And really since then, we're now working across over 220 hospitals, health systems, home health agencies across the care continuum, not only providing telehealth services, but also remote patient monitoring, and then ultimately really driving home behavioral impact and a change in equipping organizations to both increase their capacity from a nursing and a monitoring front. But especially when yes. you're looking at this through the lens of, of the current climate with coronavirus and COVID, really working with organizations both to promote effective utility of the healthcare system and to triage patients appropriately yes. through the facilities, whether it's primary care, home health, or the health system, and allowing the tools in place for patients to also receive their care within the home. Yeah. You know, Sadeep, I think the best stories uh, and best organizations that are birthed when they are just real, tangible need, and it's personal. So just sharing, you know, Jared's story. And you would think, I mean, you know, 78 years ago, certainly all of that technology was available per se. But again, putting it all together to drive effective workflows, to drive, um, you know, just clinical protocols. Uh, certainly the reimbursements had not entirely caught up then. Uh, but, but things have changed dramatically. So, um, you know, April 3rd, which wasn't too long ago, about a week ago, CMS released really a new video uh, on the various coverages for these virtual services. And the intention was to really educate the various providers on what was really covered and not really covered. Um, you know, obviously the segment that we're focused on right now is around the home health and hospice uh, space. Um, you know, home health agencies now can provide services uh, to the various beneficiaries using telehealth. Um, there are obviously some, some nuances about, you know, it cannot really substitute for an in-person home visit. Uh, you can actually bill for it quite yet. Um, you know, there's some things around the loop of threshold, et cetera. Uh, but I think it's definitely making, making an opportunity to be able to do initial assessments. As I said, you talked about the triaging part of it. Um, so there's a number of opportunities that exist. Same thing on the hospice side as well. You know, most routine visits now can be covered, uh, covered by it. You've got now much more clarity on the ICD-10 codes for reimbursement, et cetera. Would love to just hear, you know, I feel the timing of where HRS is, um, and we'll get into, you know, a little bit into our, our partnership as well as organizations, but it just feels 
the need of the hour uh, is really remote patient monitoring and telehealth and, and HR is, is just uniquely positioned to be there. Um, and so uh, at the, with, with the topic of COVID-19, tell us more specifically, how, how is HR is helping agencies um, use this technology to help uh, extend care to patients and clients? Exactly, exactly. And I think those are all great points. It's, you know, both around as the world revolves around you know, regulations, both in the Medicare and Medicaid side, we've really built in into our delivery and our response that we've had with the organizations that we've worked with. Again, going back to our mission of putting patients first and really empowering them, especially in this time. And so in our front, what we've actually done in conjunction with our clinical advisory board is to both uh -huh. develop the COVID pathways, embed them into our system across our product line. And so whether this is a COVID kit, which we're deploying out, you know, complete with a tablet, a thermometer, a scale, a pulse ox, a BP monitor, regardless of devices, these patients have the tools at hand to be remotely monitored by their care team. And so we've done this both across a, a COVID kit, across a bring your own device mobile application which you refer to as Patient Connect. And okay. so really going back to the idea of expanding access to care regardless of, of ability or dexterity or availability. And so really driving that home with the organizations that we work with has been a great response. And so it's been well-received across the industry, you know, both within home health and hospice especially, because I can argue that those are, are probably the most vulnerable patient populations who are benefiting on a solution like this. And so our pathways include both the screen tools, the virtual visits, and then on the provider front, enabling them to really increase that capacity from the nursing standpoint, you know, given the nursing shortages that are also in place. Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, I think the, the triaging, the screening piece, I, I wonder, um, you know, Sudeep, if you're beginning to see uh, just more patient inflow into home health. I know you're in the Manhattan area. You're right in the front lines of everything that's really going on. Just, again, curious to, to get your viewpoint um, based on your analytics tools and, and environment that you have. Are you beginning to see some of that patient flow come through? Absolutely. And so I think the most amazing thing is, is each morning in the office, we actually take a look at our data, you know, both from the previous day as well as the past seven days. And the amount of influx and, and flow, both as it relates to COVID, as well as utility of really virtual business in order to enable the care, has been absolutely amazing for the city. And so I think as an organization, we're really thankful to be at the front lines enabling our providers in their delivery of care. And then really seeing that live in action, seeing those graphs go up and up and up, and, and seeing the engagement, you know, both from the, from the patient's end as well as at the provider end has been really rewarding. Um, you know, as you mentioned, being in Manhattan here, really in what has become the epicenter over the past few weeks, having the technology in place with, with many of our partners, both in and around the city, as well as the New York area, like Northwell Health, like the BNS of New York and others, we're really thankful to be a part of their mission and really expanding that care, and also being there for them in the time of need. Yeah. Wow, you know, Deep, actually, if you if you really think about it, you know, the use of telehealth for caregivers is, is literally saving lives. 
it is protecting um, not only just the caregivers and their exposure, uh, but the ability to proactively monitor what's going on, you know, with the patient or with the client, uh, and be able to to respond and react. I think is is it's just tremendous. It's just tremendous. So, um, yeah. So thank you just for sharing that perspective. Uh, we also, and again, uh, you know, not to uh, pat ourselves on the back, but um, you know, Matrix Care Home Health and Hospice happens to be best in class for 2020 for the large segment and. Uh, you know, we're just so excited with the general availability of our solutions now, uh, integrated and working together. Obviously, we are beginning to talk to our clients, and we have, an, you know, some webinars and various other uh, means of communication with our clients. Um, what would your message be to our clients in terms of uh, adopting your solution, and, you know, would there be any barriers necessarily uh, whether it's logistically or from a technology or an organizational perspective, to be able to adopt it. Absolutely. And so I think the biggest thing on our front is actually removing any barriers for adoption. And the wonderful thing is, is the work that we've done between, between Matrix Care as well as Health Recovery Solutions on really driving the interoperability, improving workflow efficiencies between data flow, between our system and the EMR, and then on top of that, you know, from the adoption front, home health agencies, you know, we've been in a lot of conversation with organizations that say, we're not even allowed to go into the patient's homes anymore. Our patients are actually refusing visits, and we're seeing a huge drop in productivity on our end. And so really, this is the most right time, both from a telehealth and a remote patient monitoring end, where HRS is alleviating those barriers to actually drop sheet the equipment to the patient's home Mm-hmm. facilitate the virtual visits between between the providers that we're both mutually working with. And even more so beyond that, having that interoperability in place is really increasing their efficiency and allowing them to really focus on patient care as opposed to double documentation. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, being able to integrate with the system of, of record um, and not only, um, you know, just have data being monitored, but the, but the data is then part of the electronic health record system. It's part of the uh, uh, the health record for the patient, and uh, and all be tied back together so that it can inform uh, the care plans, etc., or drive what the protocols might be with regards to the type of care that would need to be done. So I think all of that is just great, and I know uh, we're working. Um, Chris Paglisi, who's a director of uh, you know on the interop. Uh, side, he's he's working on being able to also, you know, continue to work with you all to drive these these workflows that will just enable, um, you know, avoiding data duplication as you just talked about, but more importantly, really just creating a better uh, means of being able to extend care. We've been talking to a number of CEOs recently, um, you know, again talking about COVID nineteen, how it's impacting the their businesses, and certainly, they, the, you know, I think there's still nursing facilities and ALFs, et cetera, who've got now restrictions on being able to go in and, and provide care. So I, I do agree. It just allows the reach to be there. And, um, you know, there was an example on the private duty side where people were um, really focused on delivering um, just a little bit of companion care uh, by means of, of telehealth. Uh, essentially, or just to do a quick check with with them. And so I think there's a combination of various use cases that's even more 
uh, important now and the, the technology that's available to be able to, to help them. Uh, Absolutely. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Steve. Yep, for, yep. And then even as, even as yeah, you bring ahead. that up, you know, one of the things, it's actually a warm story that I wanted to share, is there's actually an organization that we work with, and, and this is a story that we've heard that, you know, being with the HRS solution, one of the things that we also offer to all of our patients and providers that we work with is a caregiver companion app. So a patient may be in New York and their family may be in, in California, for example. Yes. So to allow the patient to provide, you know, both the peace of mind as well as the engagement on the family member end, whether a family in California is, is still able to drive, you know, both the visibility into is the patient doing okay on a day-to-day -day basis, as well as have this virtual business, do the messaging with the patient directly on the device. We've seen that be great. And so I really appreciated your, your messaging as well as your point around companion care. And that's something we've also seen a lot of good work in as well. Yeah, exactly. As I said, there, there are numerous cases there. It connects not only just the, the physician, um, you know, and the, care, and the caregiver to the patient, but family. I think that's a big part of it, and I think these technologies uh, can certainly help. And I'm going to, you know, my next question to you, Sudeep, is a very <laughs> uh, amateur question, but nonetheless, I'm going to ask it because there might be some um, concerns even or questions within um, you know the industry to say hey why, why can't I just use commercial solution like Skype Zoom or go to meeting why, why would I need to use a purpose-built solution like like HRS absolutely and I think that's a great question and, and that's a question that I I'd love to approach by saying you know in the conversations that that we've had with organizations Organizations are really looking to telehealth, you know, right now, not only as a response, as it relates to the outbreak of COVID, but also as a part of the long-term care strategy. And a part of that is really about enablement of the patient. And while I agree that the telehealth component and having the face-to-face -face visit is great, what we've seen even beyond that is the educational component, the actual engagement of the patient in their care plan, Mm -hmm. having built in from integration integrated medication reminders perspective and really driving all that all the continuity both between what the patient is doing yes and the providers and having the engagement and the, and then the third part is also the family members or the caregivers and so while i agree that you know a product like like zoom healthcare or go to meeting or even a webex product might meet your immediate need in terms of virtual visits a lot of these organizations, some of the most innovative in our nation, are really looking at this as a long-term play. It's almost like saying, at least from engaging our patients now, if we're going to do it, why don't we do it right? And so this is where HRS is also helping organizations formulate what their care strategy is. And then from a virtual standpoint, really honing in on that engagement standpoint, promote patient monitoring allows them to have a holistic approach, not only as it relates to virtual visits, but across all of their service lines. Yeah, that's great. You know, so it's not just only the delivery of audio and video, uh, or even just capturing some, some data points, uh, but it's more comprehensive than that, right? It is really being able to extend care and, and all of the various protocols in being able to extend care as well. So uh, I agree, I think a purposeful solution for the vertical of healthcare 
um, like health recovery solutions is, is exactly why, um, you know, we need that sort of innovation to be continuing and for our clients to uh, really see that, you know, in my mind, it's not just anymore an add-on or it's nice to have or, um, you know, those that are in the sort of the early adopters are going to use telehealth. It is, it is something that should be considered core to, really to a solution, what the expectation should be. Uh, with regards to agencies and their ability to deliver care, you know, remotely through virtual visits and all of the technology that supports it. So uh, I think it's a matter of just time and a matter of education where we will begin to see more and more adoption. Uh, the reimbursements are certainly beginning to follow there, and I think it's interesting. Um, you know, I, I, I believe that the, the, the adoption would not necessarily be a linear. I, I, I see this being almost... Uh, either exponential or logarithmic in one sense. So uh, when we get to that point of mass adoption. So I think it is really, really exciting. So Sadeep, you know, my final question to you, um, you know, we would say, and I think in, in COVID-19 is really ushering in uh, a new normal. And, and that could be said across multiple different dimensions of, of, of what we're really talking about, just as how society is being impacted by this. And the world will perhaps not be the same in, in many ways. You know, is your point of view that the adoption and use of telehealth is sort of the de facto now in this new normal? Absolutely. I, and I agree with that in the sense that I think that the walls of the hospital have really broken down and extended into patients' homes. You know, as a patient receiving care remotely, not only as it relates to COVID now, but I believe you know, definitely in the future, it's going to be the new normal. Having access to care at your fingertips, if there is something wrong, having a care team who's able, who's able to actually reach out to you and respond in real time, being able to schedule virtual physician appointments to still receive the same level of care has been absolutely incredible. And really working across the nation with a number of large health systems and insurers and home health agencies have also launched hospital at home programs where these patients right. are receiving inpatient care within their own homes. And so there's a lot of, a lot of work to be done, you know, broadly across, across digital health and, and telehealth industry. I think we haven't even scratched the surface. And so I think there's a lot of opportunity for growth to really integrate this as a part of the norm in healthcare uh -huh. and then really expand the utilities, whether it be through additional wearable devices, whether it be through advancements on the virtual front. So there's a lot of potential coming up. I definitely agree that this is this is going to be the new norm, and I think that we're right now just approaching the surface, we're scratching the surface on this. Yeah, that's great. You know, we're you may be aware, Matrix Care, uh, our parent organization is ResMed, um, really leaders in sleep um, and 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 in respiratory. Uh, you know, from a connected health, really leaders as well. So all the devices that we have for monitoring in the cloud. Uh, so it's great to be able to just partner with an organization like like you and, and yours as well, just how you're in the forefront of being able to do these patient monitoring and be able to support telehealth devices and telehealth visits. So this is excellent, Sadeep. We are very excited about this partnership and uh, really looking forward to just greater adoption within, within the base and uh, people benefiting. Ultimately, you know, it's really um, the family, the patient, the caregivers, um, you know, we want to make sure that they're positively impacting them. So, Sadeep, thank you very much for making time for us today. I want to just give you, if you have any final comments for our listeners, 
but I just wanted to thank you for, for making this time uh, with us today. That sounds great, and thank you for having me on. Uh, you know, we are very excited about this partnership likewise, and excited for all the results and the impact that we're going to be having across the industry. Excellent. Thank you, Sadeep. Uh, back to you, Doc. Thank you, Sadeep and Naveen. That concludes today's episode of Matrix Care Podcast. Thanks for listening. Be sure to visit us at www.matrixcare.com for more information on our products and services. We'd love to hear from you. Give us feedback on iTunes or your favorite podcast to let us know everything from how to improve the podcast to future topics that you'd like to see discussed. On behalf of Matrix Care and today's guest, thanks for listening. We hope to have you back for another episode of the Matrix Care Podcast.